Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 59. So on this episode, if you couldn't tell from the description um, or the title, this is our second annual Mental Health at the Holidays episode. Um, We got Diletto back. This is going to become a tradition for us um, because it's a topic that I'm very, very passionate about. Uh, You guys have heard me talk to a lot of artists and mental health gets brought up to the vast majority of them. Um, So basically with this, I want to preface the episode and I do it in the conversation as well, but I want to make it clear that Diletto and I are not licensed counselors, therapists, uh, mental health professionals. We are two dudes that have seen some shit in our lives and and dealt with a lot of shit in our lives and have come out the other side um, with varied amounts of success and different, you know, different types of uh, traumas and things like that. But basically what we wanted to do in this year's episode or this particular episode is tackle about three different topics pretty in depth. Number one, we go over being present. So making sure that when you are around those people or when you're trying to uh, have conversations and give people periods of your time that you are clear and present with your your time. Um, Number two is having open and honest conversations. And obviously that's super important. I think we talked about it on last year's episode as well, but basically with that, you know, these conversations around mental health are not going to be comfortable most of the time. However, they are always going to be important. So you need to be very open, very honest, unjudging, and be a safe space or, you know, a, a place where someone at least feels comfortable enough to begin the process of opening up. And hopefully that'll put them on the right path to dealing with what they're needing to deal with or getting the help that they need to get. Uh, number three is the Robin Williams mask, um, which is just what I call it. I don't know if that's a actual thing uh in the mental health world yet or you know if it's referenced as such but basically to me the the robin williams mask is everybody knows in their group of friends or family the person that's always joking and laughing and making others laugh and trying to make others happy um these people sometimes are totally content in their life and or beyond content in their life and truly are just happy-go-lucky and excited. However, other times, these people are the ones that are potentially hurting the most. Um, Diletto and I both talk about kind of our experience with it. We're, we both are people that wear the Robin Williams mask. Um, Chester Bennington was one of those people from Lincoln Park. You know, he was ever the showman, always tried to to make others feel better. Um, 
when inside he was dealing with his own stuff. Uh, it's not always easy, and hopefully some people will realize that that's what they're doing, um, you know, and it's a it's a coping mechanism most of the time, I believe, and it can be a very effective one, but it can also be a very dangerous one. So uh, we both touch on that throughout the episode um, or at a specific point in the episode and go pretty in-depth with it. So um, this is a long episode, guys. I understand that. But it's a super important topic. Anytime that I'm going to devote a episode strictly to mental health, it's probably going to be a little long. Um, there's potential plans of doing a separate podcast next year. So I would have two. I would have one that is just the artist interviews and stuff that I normally do. And then potentially having a second podcast that is more specifically around mental health in the music industry, whether that's um, directly re related to somebody's upcoming album or something, maybe, maybe not, but um, still working on planning that one out, so we'll, we'll see what happens there, but for now, um, you know, it's just a couple days away from Christmas as this episode goes live, and I really want you guys to pay attention to this episode Pay attention to the friends and family around you. Pay attention to the people around you. Even if you're just in the store and, and see somebody that looks like maybe they're not having the best day. A simple, hey, hope things get better. Or, hey, how you doing? Things like that can go a very, very long way. So be very present and, and conscious about the people around you. For now... Let's jump into my conversation with Diletto about mental health at the holidays. So basically, uh, people should know you from the podcast. Uh, I've got Diletto here, and we've talked a lot about mental health over the last year that I've done a podcast. Um, let's kick it off with the fact that we both like to preface this with we're not professionals. We're not certified counselors. These are our life experiences, our points of view, things like that. Um, you know, the things that we've learned over over time dealing with these struggles. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of touched on a couple things the other day that we wanted to, to hit on um, with being present, which is a huge thing for, for you and the campaign that you're running right now. Um, talked about kind of the open and honest uh, conversations, you know, they're not going to be comfortable, but being sure that you're, you're being honest and open with people. Um, and then the other thing was what I've been referring to as the Robin Williams mask. Uh, so, you know, everybody on the outside or a lot of people on the outside appear to be perfectly fine. And, and deep down there's, you know, something going on. So um, let's kick off though with, I'm going to give you the chance because this will go live just before your contest ends. Tell people about your contest and and kind of your giveaway. It's not even really a contest, I guess, but your giveaway. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's technically a giveaway because it's there's no specific way to actually win. And uh, so what I decided to do this year for the holidays, um, and especially to raise awareness towards mental health, especially this year alone, because 2020 
I mean, at this point, if you're alive in 2020 listening to this, um, or even if you, this is years down the road and you've caught this episode, maybe 2021, maybe even later than that, um, I'm sure history will, will speak about this year for ever um, and the tolls that it took on a lot of people and how it has just made things that much more difficult for, for those in general and then for those who are already struggling. So I wanted to do something to kind of get people to a sen- uh, like a sense of positivity and, and awareness and just to bring a little bit of, of joy and conversation on the table um, when it comes to mental health and when it comes to people's well-being in general. And so I decided um, I was going to give away an Apple Watch, a brand new Apple Watch SE, um, which is the 2020 version of the Apple Watch. And the reason why I went with the Apple Watch too is because even that item specifically also tracks your health and your well-being. So it kind of ties directly into it. Um, And so currently right now, um, I am, and I'm going to announce this for the first time on this podcast, I am updating the, uh, I guess the giveaway, I wouldn't say rules, but the qualification. Um, it was 500 likes on the post in order for it to go live, um, but I am changing that to 100 participants. It just needs 100 people to uh, read those entry rules on, on my Instagram. You could find it on my Instagram at the Leto Music. Um, there is a giveaway video. It is a clear picture of myself with giveaway at the top and two Apple Watches. Uh, if you look at the comment section on there, you can see the entry rules, which is to like the post, comment, follow the account. And then there is my All We Are music video, which is heavily centered around mental health awareness, specifically on suicide prevention. Um, to watch that, to subscribe to the YouTube and to, uh, to like that video. And there's more entries you get if you share that video and really, really start the conversation. And one of the biggest things for me about this giveaway is you have to tag three friends and leave a positive comment about each person. And with that specific entry rule, that one is the most important to me because that one will spread that positivity and it gets people talking a little bit more and it gets people a little more in tune with what I'm trying to do, the idea behind it, about the awareness and about bringing some happiness and joy to those that really need it this holiday season. So that is the giveaway. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I think, you know, especially around that tagging three people and, and the positive comments, you know, you and I've said a number of times over this, this last year, like um, ever since Corona really took hold of, of the nation, um, the world at one point, like it's so easy to forget about the little positive things and you have no idea the amount of impact that something as simple as the, tagging your buddy, you know, Deletto and, Hey man, I really appreciate this about you. And like, that's going to lift that person up more than you realize. Yeah. I mean that, and, and I've seen a bunch of positivity come from it. Um, I've, I've seen the gratitude from when people are getting tagged. I've seen some of the comments already that are really nice. And just to kind of shed light on it too, it doesn't have to be this like crazy open-hearted I'm pouring my love out for you it could be some inside moment that you have with someone that just reminds them like we have each other 
You know, like we have a special bond that maybe somebody else doesn't have and you are my person. And that's where it's, you know, maybe some people look at it and they're like, oh, well, I'm uncomfortable showing it in, in the specific way that everybody else is doing it. Don't worry about that. You know, you share your sense of love and gratitude and positivity in, in your own way. And I'm sure the person that you tag will completely understand that and get you as a person because every single person is different. So no, there's the responses right. out there. Obviously, if it is, um, you know, a little off color, then maybe keep that one, you know, direct message that one. Right. Um, but uh, but no, there you know there's there's definitely definitely a, a bunch of different ways to show that that gratitude and that positivity, and it's really cool to see that come to life with this post. Yeah, awesome. Um, so something that that you and I talked about, uh, you talked about it in your most recent mental health at the holidays post, um, the video that you put up the other day, uh, is being present. So let's talk about kind of what that means. You know, I think one of the big things for me is it seems like such a stupid and little thing, but like when you go out to dinner with friends or whatever, if that ever is allowed to happen again, like yeah, put your phone down, set it down on the table, face down. Don't, you know, turn off notifications, things like that. Like be present in those moments and let people know that you care and are attentive to them. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've, we're just in, in such a fast moving different time, the, the pace of things, uh, you know, how we, we hear stuff, how, you know, the news travels and then we want to talk about it and then we talk about it and then we're on to the next piece of information and it's all tethered to, you know, the, the social media and this, and I can talk about that and get into that. And that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, that idea of just, just knowing that, somebody's somebody will put their phone down for you you know like like speaking on that being on the opposite end of that you know let's say somebody hears this and they're like you know what let me try putting my phone down when you do that that's not just you putting your phone down and just you know trying to hang out with somebody that is letting somebody know that you're worth my time which is is so important to be able to just go okay I'm here and now anything else that happens around us, it's going to be us. It's us together. And that type right. of, uh, you know, being present and, and that type of uh, attentiveness, you know, that itself speaks volumes. You don't have to say all of the words that might be uncomfortable for you to say, just being there alone is, is just, a, is the first step of letting somebody know that, okay, I'm building a sense of trust. There's a sense of comfort here. And that's where that being present, you know, that taking that step of what that means, that's definitely step one, right? And there's, there's multiple yeah. steps to, to what it takes to being present because like I just mentioned before, everybody is absolutely different. But having that moment where you set aside your phone and then it's like, okay, speak to me. Because I know myself, I've had that. I've had moments where I'm talking to somebody and they're on their phone and then maybe mid sentence, you're like, what am I? What? All right, cool. Right. I'm just going to start saying random things and that's fine because <laughs> you're clearly not with me right now. And it's so, it's, it's very easy to get distracted. It is so yeah. easy to get distracted. So I think even now, you know, 
in in 2020 versus let's even say you know 1990 where the distractions there's so much less and you were you were having one-on-one conversations we we have to as and like you said as silly as it sounds as silly as it sounds we have to mention that because that is what today's society is and we can't ignore the fact that the the first step you know from 20 years ago is different than the first step from now and that first step is the uh, attention you're going to give somebody which is yeah. a good call out yeah absolutely and and I, one of the things i practice is like i said when i put my phone on the table like it's face down so that even if i get a text i don't see that screen light up it doesn't draw my attention away you know like i've got an apple watch so if it's i may glance at that to see if it's important but for the most part, like that face down moment of the phone, I think is super important and kind of symbolic, right? Like, yeah, I'm not shutting it off because, you know, who knows? God forbid there's an emergency and somebody calls you. But like, I'm shutting this out for this moment. Let's you and I really connect now. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that connection, you know, like for for what it's worth, um, I think, you know, being present that sec that second part um you know after after letting them know that it's like hey i'm here that conversation with whoever that person is is it's always going to be a different conversation and this isn't something i think what happens a lot when we talk about mental health awareness and and i think this is something that um i was trying to highlight a little bit in the video of the the episode that i just just released is the fact that it's almost like you have to search for signs in order to be like, okay, well, let me give you a little bit more attention because I know that you might need it out of, out of all the people that I know you're going to be the one that needs it. Right. Cause you're now tagging them. You're labeling them. You're, you're calling them out for maybe they do something different or, or it doesn't really align with the way that you do things. So you look at them a little differently. It doesn't need to, to get there. You don't have to start fishing to be like, Hey, who here? needs to be, uh, you know, who needs that attention a little more due to their, their mental health, who's having troubles with, with some, some mental health in, in their life. Right. And, right. and it's like that, that question doesn't, you don't really need to, you don't have to ask that question as something that's so irrelevant. You know, if somebody wants to let you know that, that they struggle with depression or they, they struggle in, in a certain area, you know, that's okay. You'd still, you're going to, and there's a second part, you're, you're going to be present for them the way that they they need it always that's not going to change whether right. or not you want to label them you know being present for somebody is is being attentive to to their specific needs however that conversation goes for that person i know for myself and this is for me personally uh i always say this it's one of the driving forces for me as to why mental health is so important is because i i'm different i come from a success side of it it's the fact that you know, I, I know myself, I know that things can get dark because things can get dark for everyone and things do get dark and things will get dark. But I have had so much insane support that I know right now that if I were to be like, hey, you know, Josh, hold on, I need to, I need to make a phone call. I can call multiple people and be like, hey, I need you right now. And their response will be, okay, I got you. And they know how to have the conversation with me right. and not even, okay, tell me what's up. Well, what's, well, what's going on? How, how, how can I help you? 
It's not how can I help you? It's that we've built that up from being present, from being there for each other, that we know how to support each other. And yeah. that's such an important factor is, you know, you might be looking for the, the right things to do and the right things to say in certain moments. But sometimes it's if you've already been present, if you were already there, you're going to know how to have the conversation with somebody to be able to open it up and be honest. And that's I mean, that's that's part of it. But then there is that secondary option to those that might need help being like, well, I don't really know what that means. I'm uncomfortable speaking about this stuff. And I think this person is having an issue. I'm not sure. I don't know how to bring it up because that's huge. And that happens so often where people do ask that question. I think that's the biggest thing is, Hey, how do I, how am I present for this person? I I'm friends with them. I, I think things are going on and it's, it's in the little steps. It's in, in the genuine conversation. I think that is so, and that's, mm -hmm. again, this is personal opinion. This is not um, from talking to professionals myself, this is just from what I have experienced is being able to be honest in, in the conversation yeah. is you're not, you're like, don't go poking around for things. And, uh, you know, if you are, you know, you're using words for that person, you know, that person well enough to be able to just, you know, dive in and be present. And if you don't know that person, then that being present means start the relationship because yeah. jumping in feet first being like, Hey, you look depressed. Like you aren't going to do anything. Are you like, that's an insane thing. And even just to walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, are you doing okay? And you don't really know them. I mean, Josh, if I were to say that to you, if I were to walk up to you and I'd be like, Hey dude, you doing okay. What's your answer going to be? Most of the time it's yeah, I'm cool. What's up? Yeah. Now, I don't really know that because we, you know, like, it's like we, we haven't right. really built a, a relationship enough to be like, I mean, I can, I can ask you the question, right? you know, and, and really get down to how you are, which I think is an awesome thing. But, it, you know, if I, if I see somebody, let's say like at work or, you know, at school or anywhere in life where somebody's looking a little bit down and I, I'm thinking like, hey, that person might need uh, someone to talk to then that conversation and personally for me starts with, uh, you know, Hey, how's it going? You know, like, let's I just, you know, whatever the conversation, however you see that person, you know, that person, and even if it's somebody that you don't know, you could just introduce yourself. Like, Hey, what's up? I'm Chris. I see you're over here, you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, I just, you know, do you mind if I, if I come hang out for a second and that person might even just be like, no, I'm uncomfortable. And, right. you know, and, and that's okay too. Um, but it's just knowing the the right things to do, the right things to say. That also comes with um, you know education and and reaching out. And I'm sorry to to speak an insane amount nope. on this. I totally want to hear what you have to say about this as, as well, Josh. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, and I think you know, like you said, though, like using the school as an example. Um, you know, you're not going to know everybody that's that's in your class, especially if it's a college where everybody's got different majors and stuff like that. And even if that person doesn't necessarily like invite you in to hang out for that minute, like that could still have an impact that you were willing, you know, that person at the end of the day, maybe like, you know what, like they, they tried, maybe I should open up a little bit. And then the next time you see them, they may come to you and be like, Hey man, like appreciate you hitting me up the other day. I was just busy, whatever. And that it, it kind of starts that spark. Right. Um, and I think, you know, like we've said a few times already is 
being honest about it, you know, like the quick and easy answer is always, I'm good. I'm okay. You know, whatever. And sometimes that's really what they mean. But if, if they're, you know, again, for me personally, if I'm in a a spot where I'm able to and comfortable enough to say like, "Eh, you know, today's been pretty shitty, like, and open up a little bit, it's that honesty that we need. Because if you open that door, like today's been kind of shitty. And it's even if it's not somebody, you know, like they can be like, oh, that sucks. Like what's going on? And maybe it opens your eyes to a different perspective or whatever. But even if it doesn't, like, at least you were able to open up and get it out, right? Like being able to to vocalize and, and get stuff out of your body is hugely important versus, you know, the toxic mass masculinity like we talked about last year. Like, oh, we just have to bottle all that shit up. Like we're, we're dudes. We can't talk about anything. Like, yeah. no, we, we can definitely open up. Yeah. And, and what's crazy, uh, you know, just about that, too, is I was thinking about this, where if people might feel that, you know, the, the masculinity in, in some cases, and, you know, it, maybe just that that jet willingness to, to hold on to your emotions, because you're tougher than that, regardless of, you know, gender or, or right. anything like that. But at some point in your life, or at some moment, you have in small doses, whether it's that like, hey, I just saw an awesome movie and I want to talk about it. Like that's that's a small, small case of you being like, hey, I'm really happy about something and I want to share that with somebody. Or that moment you laugh with someone is the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing because emotions are emotions, whether or not they're happy or they're sad. And I think um, just going on, you know, that, hey, how you doing? You're okay. Um, 2020, man, <laughs> has... Yep nobody's okay in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that whole, Hey, how are you? I mean, I think, and and this is something I just wanted to touch on really quickly is if if there was ever a moment to push the conversation for awareness forward, this year alone is, this is the year we like use this year as, as that building block to being like, you know what? No one is super okay. And there might be somebody out there that is doing really great because there are people out there that have profited from this. They may not have gotten sick. They may not have been around it. Nobody that they know may have gotten sick from this. But guess what? There are too many people in the world have because if you're the type of person that is doing okay and you're okay with everything that's going on, then you're the type of person that is toxic to this entire conversation. And everybody is not going to talk to that person. And eventually you're going to box yourself outside because at the end of the day, that's what you're really looking for if you're okay with all of this. Right. And I mean, you know, not, not, to, not to bring down the, the mood too, too much because I really do like, you know, when, when I do talk about this, I love the uplifting factor about it because there's, the opportunity for someone to get better. I mean, that is the, that's the goal. That's it. For me, when it's mental health awareness, it's an opportunity to to make sure that somebody is okay and to make sure that, that maybe somebody even just, just stays with us. I mean, I think that's the strongest thing. That's the best thing that we can ever do. It's, it's going out there and it is not only, you know, trying to bring peace and, and happiness to somebody, but it's also potentially saving someone's life. Yeah. But as far as 2020 goes, you know, there has been a lot of loss. 
Um, and I didn't know him that that well, uh, but literally, Josh, three minutes before you called, my uh, grandmother just got the phone call that her daughter's uh, husband's father, so her son-in-law's father had just passed away from COVID. So yeah. it's, it's, it's this close. It is, right. it is just, and it is continuing to go forward. But that's where in that moment, and now we're in another moment where somebody needs you. We won't like why, when that happens. And, and this is what I hope that people can connect is it, if we look at things and that's an extreme when somebody passes the thing, the immediate thing that people think to do, well, let me call that person. Yeah. Let me ask those questions. But those questions I'm asking, they might even be different because you know the person and they're going to be more sincere because you now are able to feel that empathy that maybe in some cases you don't feel because you don't have anxiety, because you right. don't have depression. But you can now relate because you can understand, well, when somebody dies, I know that myself, I would feel terrible. So I can kind of have an understanding of what you're going through. And it's like, right. well, it's 2020 and everybody's going through this. This virus is tearing us to pieces physically and mentally. It, it is, if it isn't taking someone's life away, it, it's taking somebody's career and livelihood away. And that's where the only thing that we can do, and not the only thing, we can do a lot more by, by going to local businesses and, and giving to charities. But if we're there for somebody mentally, it is also going to help them get better mentally and physically and push them into a better spot because right. it's that support. I mean, when somebody gives to a charity, you're giving a physical donation of some type of support, but there is a mental aspect that goes along with that. And I think yeah. in, in 2020 alone, I mean, it's just going to be nuts to, to be able to draw back and, and come back to this. And, you know, you hope, and again, this is where the positivity comes through. I mean, oh, God damn, dude, a lot has happened <laughs> this year. So yeah. much. Um, but hopefully it's all for the better. It's it, There have been crazy movements. Um, you know, I, I, on a political spectrum, things have just been a shit show. And I don't even want to go down that road because it is just, <laughs> I'm hoping that there will be a, an even level playing field at some point where people come right. together and they go, oh, shit, we're humans. We're like in it for the same thing. We just want to live and be happy. Yeah. Cause that's it. And that's the goal. And that's what like, it'll always come down to is the reason you fight for the things you fight for is so that you can be happy. Why not let somebody else have that happiness fight for them too? fight for right. yourself, fight for somebody else. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And, um, a couple things, number one, before COVID, uh, and it, I mean, it still applies even if you just use COVID. Uh, I used to tell people that it's kind of like the seven degrees of separation um, for Kevin Bacon, right? Like yeah. there's the old theory and it's been proven time and time again that every single actor has worked within seven steps of Kevin Bacon at some point in their career. And it's insane to see like when you actually map it all out, but like same thing for mental health, right? Like, Oh, none of my friends go through that. I guarantee you somebody within your circle of friends, there's seven degrees of separation between you and somebody that has struggled with mental health uh, battles, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever. Um, and then same thing, you know, now with COVID, it's probably even smaller than that. But like, oh, none of none of my family's been affected. It's not that serious. Okay. But I guarantee someone within seven degrees of you 
has been affected by it, whether it's your mailman's brother, you know, like there's steps to get to somebody that's been affected by it. So like for the people that think like, oh, because it doesn't affect me or impact me directly, that it it's not really that big of a deal. You're, you're lying to yourself, right? Like mental health, even before COVID, it's something like, uh, I forget the stat and I should look it up, but I want to say the CDC says it's something like 62% of college age kids pre-COVID admitted to having mental health struggles. And that number's that is, just risen since COVID. Yeah. I mean, that is an insane fact. That's that like, that's over half. That yeah. means that when you, when you're in college, it's more likely that you're going to struggle with depression than not, which is right. imagine I mean, imagine that. Imagine being told that as part of getting ready to go to college. It's like, hey, there's a higher chance that you're gonna you're gonna feel a, a lot of anxiety, stress. Emotions. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, I mean, that alone should make people be like, well, okay, cool. How do we not have that happen? <laughs> you know, imagine, imagine if you were to get your license. And, and you were getting your car. And before you get in that car, someone says, eh, there's a higher chance you're going to crash than not. Right. How many people are going to be like, I'm good. I'm not yeah. okay. I don't How Can we not make that happen? I don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's crazy that that statistic is out there. That's, and you're, you're absolutely right. It, it is rising. I know for around the holidays, I looked this up Um and it is a 64% increase um, of depression for those that are affected and that seasonal depression um, yeah. There's a 64% increase. And it's just crazy how like, it's still that number again, it's, it's, it's over 50%. It's well, if that yeah. was a, if that was a movie on Rotten Tomatoes, people are probably going to go see it because it's got a right. high score, you know? So yeah. it, it, it's just mind boggling that, you know, the conversation around mental health we're, we're still in and, and it brick walls at certain points, just like the conversation surrounding, yeah. surrounding healthcare. And it, in this, in this instance for, for what, you know, I would hope that people do about it is to talk about it more. I mean, it's, it's something that you have the ability to change. It's not, we're not asking you to learn a completely new skill. It's not like, Hey, well, you're going to have to take this professional driving course in order for this to not happen. Right. You know, it's not Formula One racing. This is, <laughs> it's have the conversation, talk and be a good person and lead with empathy and with a willingness to let people be happy. That's yep. a crazy thing if I were to walk up to somebody and say like, hey, do you want people to be happy? And and hear, hear that percentage of people in the world that will say, you know, no versus the people that'll say yes. Right. Which is wild because there is definitely a percentage of people out there that will say no, which is, you know. I mean, we will, yeah. we work to shorten that number, but yeah. you know, we just pay attention to those that, that really need the help and those that are willing to help. Yeah. And, you know, again, not to get super down about it, but you know, being any mental health conversation, you're going to have those points. Um, yes. Suicide is the number two leading cause of death in ages 10 to 34 in the United States. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that fact all the way down to 10 years old. It is exactly. the second. And here's the, the really fucked up part about that stat. The number one leading cause of death is unforeseen accidents. Holy shit. Car accidents, things like that. So 
if you want to look at it from a preventable aspect, suicide is the leading preventable cause of death in age 10 to 34. I mean, that speaks, dude, that speaks so much volumes. I mean, that's a really, that is a, it's it's staggering. I mean, like the accidents and then right next to it is, is on purpose. Yeah. Like literally accidental. And then the next one is because I wanted this. Right. And, you know, I, I forget the exact chart. Like I'll post it. Um, The CDC has a a chart. Uh, NAMI has the chart as well. And it's like medical accidents and stuff like that are like way down the list. And it's like, so how, how do we fix this one? Because we know what this one, the root cause is, it's mental health. Mm -hmm. Why 10 years old, Chris, like how the fuck do we have 10 year olds that are going, you know what? I'm done with this life already. It's, I mean, it's, this is, this is a guess. This, I, I wish, right. God, I wish I had the answer to that. Cause like, that's, and that's probably one of the most unacceptable things to hear in general. When you, when you, if you were to tell somebody that there's, it's like it, to me personally, it's almost like trying to grasp the idea of, oh, sorry about that. You're to fine. grasp the idea of infinity. You know, right. like like the fact that a ten year old would would do something like that, to me it seems the lack of attention, you know yeah. that, and that's really what it would come down to is is the lack of attention. I, I mean, I've seen it. I, I I have seen certain things in my time, and, and you know, it, it really does go on to the fact of why I talk about this stuff. Um, and I remember seeing a five year old was um, was admitted into a mental health facility. And I remember looking at that and I actually had a conversation with a, um, he, he became my, my therapist who's, I will always shout him out. I shout him, shouted him out in my other videos. His name is Dan. Right. God, he's like, you know, he is my, my savior. Oh boy. There's a lot happening right now. <laughs> it's all good. So, uh, but we had a conversation about it and I, I looked at him and I was like, you know, not for nothing at five years old. Why, why is this person, why is the person, right. why is this child here? And his response, he said, well, the parents, um, they had said that there's, there was lashing out. Um, she was crying a lot at school um, and they couldn't control her. And I was like, oh, you mean because she's a fucking five-year-old? <laughs> right. And he kind of like laughed and he, and he kind of nodded and, you know, it's not like he could really say what was on his mind. Um, but I think we did talk about it later where it was like, yeah, there's a, 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 you know, that lack of, and in that moment it was parenting and being able to sit with your child and really just give them the care and attention that they needed because they were five and they were acting out. It's that, that five-year-old, they're like, whether or not there is something that is that needs to be seen, um, and we had talked about it. So you know, to say that, hey, all of the the mental health options for that child, you know, she, you know, they, they maybe they exercised everything, they didn't. They just went, all right, well, we'll just we can't deal with this, so you guys take her. Right. And here's another sad fact: is sometimes kids like that they get dropped off at places like that. And then the parents just leave. 
because they don't know how to handle it. And, you know, if, if I'm ever going to speak to anyone to really get through to anybody, and I actually had mentioned this to, to my girlfriend because the video that I put out, um, when I was speaking about what I was speaking about, I said to her, I was like, you know, this, this isn't for the, the kids, you know, this, the kids will get it. They'll totally understand if the ones that need to be told about this finally wake up because then they're going to share that with their children. And then hopefully it'll snowball effect because what ends up happening is the kids go through a bunch of shit and then they figure it out on their own because the ones that should have taught them weren't there for them. Yeah. And then now, you know, you have instances where you have a just absolutely horrifying fact where the number two leading cause of death in, in that age bracket is suicide where it shouldn't be that way. The attention and the care should be there. And I mean, it goes to how do you teach the adults and, you know, not to keep rambling on, but it's just scary because you have these adults that now are in tune with social media and, and it's not all of them. I've talked to so many people and there are people out there that are wonderful and people that actually lead this cause that are in a different age bracket, which I adore but there are some people that are so stubborn and it's like, well, this is, and that's it. But if you're ever, ever going to listen to something from someone ever, and this goes down to emotions, this goes down to your day you're having, this is, is, that's, is never the case. It will always be that was because no matter what you're doing, you're working towards your next moment. So whatever emotion you have, what, whatever conversation you're having, whatever day you're having, that was because you're going to do something new the next day. And hopefully within this conversation, somebody can hear that and be like, ah, shit, I wonder what I could do tomorrow then. Cause it could be life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And you know, when I first saw that stat, the second leading cause of death, like it, it I was taken back by it, you know, cause like you said, like, how is it? Oh, there's an accident. And then very next is I want this. Like, it makes no sense to me out of all the possible ways for, for someone to die in this world. Like that suicide is number two. It, it blows my mind. Um, but you know, it, and I think, you know, the, the, that was statement can be really impactful, right? Like maybe today is a super shitty day for somebody, but when you start thinking about it as I'm waking up tomorrow and that was a shitty day, not today is a shitty day. Like it, it's going to help you start building towards putting that behind you and truly like being able to kind of compart, uh, you know, put things in different compartments, right? Like, Instead of letting it absorb your whole week, put it in a box. Monday was a shitty day, but it's not Monday anymore. So I don't care. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think that's, that's a a big, big problem. And I I think, you know, that as well as I know that as I mean, depression can just capture you Mm -hmm. and then it takes your days. It takes your, your moments the ability to, to go forward. And it's just, it can strip that from you. And, 
I mean, what we can do even for those, because when that happens, it, it's, it gets a little difficult to be able to say that was, it's a great reminder. It is a great right. reminder to, to know that, that every feeling is different. The, your, and I, I've been talking to people about this. This is one of my favorite new things to, to talk to people about. And I've been messaging people online and, and have been having great uh, conversations around mental health. Uh, one of the one of the things that this is for myself. This is what I focus on. My happiest moment hasn't happened yet, and that's what I'm excited for. Is that my happiest moment yeah. is still yet to come, and I and you like the positivity and being yeah. able to know that and and accounting for all the times that I was really happy and thinking like this is it, this is the moment. Like that's yeah. not true. There's, there's no, there's no way that that could possibly be it because I still have so many more moments to keep me going forward. So I work towards that yeah. is my happiest moment hasn't happened yet. And there are moments for me, especially, especially in 2020, I mean, holy shit, you know, where, right. yeah, it's been, it's been rough. It has been so rough trying to deal with everything. Um, and, and just knowing that it's like, okay, well, I, I have something to look forward to because there's an overabundance of joy that is, is coming my way. No matter how intense this is right now, I'm going to be able to have that moment. Yeah. So that's, you know, that is a nice thing to know. And it's also how, like, how do you teach that out to those that, that need to know that for somebody else? You know, like, I hope somebody else hears this and goes, well, that's an interesting concept. Maybe I can use that to talk to somebody else about it. And, and maybe I can get a conversation going. And when I say educate, for, for me, you know, at least, it's, you don't take all this information in and then use it on a test. You have these right. locked away so that when you're talking to somebody and then that moment does happen, you will be able to have some of the things that may work depending on who you're talking to and how well you know them to be able to shift that conversation and start giving it that momentum towards positivity uh, and towards healing yeah. rather than not knowing what to say and just shooting and, and being that person. That's like, yeah, that, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. I don't right. Know and, and, and I think, you know, that, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, I think it's the easy way, right? Like when somebody is complaining about their day and things like that, the easy thing to do is agree with them and say, yeah, you know, today did suck or, or whatever. But if we're able to just shift that a little bit, it's going to, you know, let's, I forget the exact stat, but the Titanic, like if they would have changed course by like a half a degree of direction, they would have missed the iceberg. You know, that's all we're trying to do is shift the conversation and shift the mental state a half a degree. Let's miss the iceberg of I'm going to fall down this hole and sink in this battle to, OK, we've righted the ship. Let's, you know, continue on course or whatever. Um, you know, so you can be empathetic and agree with them like, yeah, today did suck. But think about this, man, for dinner tonight, I'm getting, you know, we're going to Texas Roadhouse. We're doing this. We're doing that. Like, give them that little bit of hope that, yeah, that moment sucked, but this isn't going to suck. Yeah. No. And and that's, I mean, that's the overall 
it, as far as as talking to somebody that that is is really struggling with that and and to make sure again that that they that they stay here uh, i mean, i think that's a fantastic analogy with with yeah. the titanic i mean it is it, and that's it and that's sometimes that's you know it, it might even just take a small moment i know um i was on reddit i was in a uh I was in a huge Breath of the Wild phase, <laughs> become my favorite favorite video game. Yeah, and somebody had wrote this big thing uh, about how they were ready to just say goodbye, and the one thing that they wanted to do before they they left was, you know what, I'm going out, I'm playing this video game, and then I don't know what what's going to happen from here. And they played the game and they couldn't go yeah. because they realized I'm going to miss out on certain emotions and on certain things. Yeah. And the support that poured in on, on that post when people were like, well, there's a breath of the wild too, my friend. So, you know, the, you, you have to, you have to stick around for that. Right. I mean, and, it, and that's the thing is, is your moment was super dark. And then you did that one thing. And that darkness got a little bit lighter. You might not be 100%, but never work for that because right. we're just not built for perfection. We're not. We're built for little moments of this, little moments of that, but an overall, hey, I, I can survive this because I love doing this and I love being with this person and I love this thing and I want to be happy for this where things don't always align. I mean, we... we you know, we work jobs where we're like, I got to go to work today. I don't feel like it. Right. Right. But you know, that's okay. Because now since you did that thing that you really didn't, you maybe you weren't a fan of, it brings you to the thing that you can do and the things that you do love. I mean, people work really hard just so they can go on vacation and that vacation they go on and they're like, this was absolutely worth it. Yeah. And it's that mentality getting into that mindset. So, and, and yeah. teaching that out to people to be that, you know, the Titanic analogy, like I said, that, I mean, that, little things, because now you said that one small thing, it now makes my brain just, you know, <laughs> switch a little bit. And now I have a whole bunch of different ideas surrounding this and surrounding the way that you can help people and surrounding the fact that what seems like an impossible task to some, it's not, it's all right. about just being aware and having the, the, that ability to, to educate yourself and, and that one, if you have that desire for change, then if it's strong enough, then you can accomplish it. It is as simple as your routine. You have a desire for a routine. You get up in the morning, whether it's you take a shower first or you eat breakfast first, you wake up and that happens. Sometimes things might get in the way where I woke up, I wanted to take a shower, but I got a phone call. Now I can't, I'm going to work without showering, which my standards is a normal thing totally fine. Don't worry if you do that. But, right. <laughs> but that, that little shift, that change, guess what? The next day, boom, you have that desire. You're back on your routine. You want it. It'll happen. And we can look at the small moments. That's small, those small things we do where it's like, well, I wanted to do this. So I got it done. I mean, sometimes, and I've been asked this question, which is like, Hey, you'll take all the time in the world to put these songs together and you, you'll build yourself a home theater, but you're not going to clean the bathroom. What's going on here? And it's like, well, you know, obviously my <laughs> desire to do that was way stronger, but that's it. It's, it's taking right. that and being like, here, work towards it. 
even if it's something that you might be uncomfortable and you might not know what to do, just put that, build that desire a little bit more because overall, I know that desire to have the people that you love and care about stay happy and to stay here with us, that's going to be the strongest desire over any other thing that you do day in and day out. So that's why that comes with it. You know, you want to be clean, you take a shower, you wash your clothes, you want somebody to be happy. Guess what? There's steps involved and you have to be able to take those steps. Yeah. And again, it it can be the little things like on your, your giveaway, just tagging somebody and giving them that little bit of encouragement. Um, You know, like I said, yeah, today may have sucked, but bro, when we get off work today, we're going here for dinner. Like, let's do this and get hyped about something else to help them get hyped about it. Um, You know, and for me, the, the day job isn't what I want to do forever doing the podcast, doing my concert photography, stuff like that is the ultimate goal. Mm. Same with you and your music. Like the ultimate goal is I'm going to, to have this creative outlet that I love to do and that hopefully is impacting people, but that's not exactly why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because it lights a fire inside of me. So I'll deal with the little bit of shitty stuff that I have to do with. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and, and that's where it's not that difficult of a, of a thing to think about if you put it in that perspective. Yeah. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, so let's touch on, we went over a bunch of shit there. Uh, let's touch on the, um, the Robin Williams mask as, as I've been calling it. Um, so the Robin Williams mask for people that aren't really aware of it, um, I don't know if that's the real term for it or or anything. Um, it's just kind of what I've been using to describe like the facade that people put up. You know, Robin Williams, when you think about Robin Williams, he was always in comedy movies, always laughing, having a good time, was was the life of the party type of, of person. And then just a few years ago, you know, he commits suicide because he'd been battling depression for a very long time. And apparently not a ton of people knew that. Um, you know, so I think that's something I wanted to touch on is that, you know, Instagram is a bad example of it because everybody only puts their best face on Instagram, but just because they look happy on Instagram doesn't mean that they're happy in life. So even though you've got a friend that does nothing but talk positive all day, every day, they may not always be the most positive on the inside. So I guess what I wanted to get at with that is, you know, like we've talked a lot about checking on friends and having those honest conversations. I'm a big fan of not taking that answer usually at face value a lot of times. So like, Hey man, how's it going? I'm good. Mm -hmm. Cool. How are you doing? You know, and like dig in a little bit on it because it may not always really be. And probably more often than not, especially now with COVID it's probably not really, oh, I'm good. It's I'm getting by. And there's a big difference between those two. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I think we're, we're, we're so used to that. Uh, and I mentioned this in the, um, in the video that, that we're, we're now used to just like the, those quick, quick responses because everything moves so fast. You see one post, you see another post, and now we have the ability to just text somebody, which is can do wonders when you when you need, you know, yeah. maybe somebody that's their that's their language now, and that's the way that they they want to communicate, which opens up a whole thing for people that are afraid to actually, you know, communicate using words. They can communicate using text, 
but it also creates this thing to where we're a little more disconnected as much as we are now fully connected. I mean, it's this weird paradox that we're in um, where, you know, I don't have to see you in order to have a conversation with you. And you, we type out LOL. How many (laughs) freaking times are you actually laughing out loud? Almost never. Never. (laughs) I, I can guarantee people's faces when they're typing out, Hey man, I'm going to the gym versus, Oh, you know, uh, this, Oh, that was crazy. The other day with that chick, LOL, or whatever it is that they're yeah. LOLing about. And it's right. the same face, no difference. They didn't even, not even a, a simple like huff of air out of the nose <laughs> to be like, right. you know, mm, there's a quick chuckle. It's just LOL. The only time you really see somebody when they LOL now is like when it's like all caps and exclamation points. And then right. you're like, I actually laughed out loud. It's like, well, then why do you use that <laughs> in the first place? It's, it, but like, that's where we've come to, to where it's almost this, we have to decode and, yeah. and kind of break that, that barrier down that we've now put up on ourselves to actually know what's going on. And um, I mean, speaking on this, uh, you know, the, the Robin Williams mask, I know personally, personally, and I can't remember, Josh, remind me if I mentioned this last year, cause my memory is terrible. And uh, we talked about a lot last year as well, um, where I tend to always, I mean, you see me out and about, I am always smiling. Uh, right. Me and Rob Williams, we like in the way that we, we hold ourselves, very similar. Yeah. I'm always saying outlandish, crazy things. I'm always doing some goofy, weird thing that people are like, what even is that? Where, you know, it's just the sometimes I do things shock factor fun. I just love having fun. And it, for me personally, it kind of allows me to turn off some of the darkness that I had to deal with or have in my life currently. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just the way I cope with things, but sometimes that can be dangerous. And I know when I was younger, and this is where I might've mentioned this, this last year, when I was younger, um, I'll never forget this moment. Uh, where I was saying something, I, I did something, and it was absolutely ridiculous. And someone turns around. I was in my Spanish class my senior year of high school, uh, or my junior year. Um, and this girl looks at me and goes, wow, you don't have a problem in the world, do you? And I looked at her with a straight face, and I just went, no, I, my world is fine. That was the biggest lie. Yeah. Like literally every single day of my life at that time was I would come into school and I would have a new horrifying story to be like, yeah, I came home to this. Yeah, I dealt with this. Yeah, this happened. And it was just moment after moment of just this falling down stairs. And the way that I dealt with it was, well, I'm just going to laugh about it. And then I have built up a dangerous uh, way of coping. And it led to just, you know, some dumb decisions. And uh, eventually I got the proper help that I needed afterwards where, you know, I was I was talked to and the right things were told to me. And I had a therapist, which I love explaining this just because I think it's it's okay and, and it's important for people to know. I had a therapist that I did go see and we just sat in a room and he never, he didn't say anything. 
who was just right. quiet. I hated that guy. I was like, <laughs> dude, do your job. Right. Okay, say say something. What's going on here? I'm like, yeah, but he, he had a specific way that he handled his patients and the way that he thought, maybe I'll handle this patient this way and to see if that worked. Now, that might work for him and other patients, but it didn't work with me. I then had Dan, which Dan looked at me and he said to me, stop being an asshole. And I went, what? That's a thing that that therapist can say? (laughs) And it was the perfect thing for me, for me personally, in that moment where I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start. Now I respect you. I'm going to start listening to you. And then right. he just hit me with knowledge after knowledge after knowledge. And I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do some of the things that I'm doing. And he was able to, to break that down. And my friends were able to see that I put on this little show for everyone. And right. they were able to be more in tune to capture that. And it's really important because I made different decisions based on the fact that I still am myself, but I'm not using that anymore. Yeah. To where I think that's that difference is some people use certain things to get themselves by. They might not even know that what they're doing is dangerous. And we just have to be able to be willing to go the distance where I know, you know, I've heard people talk about certain other people like, oh, well, this person's doing this and they're asking this of me. And it's like, yeah, it seems like it might be a nuisance, but is it like, is it really? Because to them, it's like their day is the nuisance and you can rid that. Right. You can change everything to where you just got to take a few extra moments to have a full conversation. When push comes to shove, you're going to do what you want to do at the end of the day anyway. And then even if it's like, well, I can't go out to eat now because I ended up staying on the phone too long. Cool. That person's in a better place. So now you should be too. Right. It's a little cycle. It's like works like a circle the way that this thing can, the way you can heal and and the way you can bring that happiness to somebody. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think the, cause I do the same thing. Like, and I just saw a meme, I think it was yesterday that said like, sometimes I don't realize that something was a traumatic situation until I start joking about it or telling the story and people just stare at me because like, I'm that same way. Like I'll start making jokes about something that happened in my past. And people are like, Bro, are you all right? Like, no, I do the same thing. Are we thing. really joking? <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. And so like, then you have to take a step back and you're like, ah, oh, that's darker than it should be. Right. Like, yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, those are things to pick up on too, though. Like I've got friends that call me out on that type of bullshit. If I just start like hardcore joking about, a past trauma or whatever they're like you you good like you're bringing that up an awful lot again like everything okay and it's those little things that you can then like kind of self-analyze like why am i bringing it up you know is did something trigger me to to fall back into this or am i just trying to have fun and get away from things because i think the thing with the kind of the robin williams mask is as a coping mechanism it's it's kind of escapism, right? Like my way of dealing with that trauma is to get away from that mm. trauma. So I'm going to start making jokes and things like that. Um, it's, it's that double-edged sword. It's really beneficial in the sense that 
well, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. Friends are laughing and having a good time. But the flip side of that is I'm not dealing with what I need to deal with. Yeah, I do. I mean, I can't relate anymore to that. I just <laughs> did it the other day, too. And somebody was like, what are you? What? And I was like, yeah. oh, that's right. You don't know enough about the situation. So that sounds really insane. And like, I still made jokes, but I think the coolest thing that you said is that people were like, Hey, are you all right? That's like, that's too much now. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's make sure you're good. Cause that's, that's it. That's what you need. And, and those moments it's, it's, you know, it's so important because people's cry for help comes in so many different forms. It's not this, Oh, you just stepped left, then right, then twice left. Something is wrong. It is, you got like, get to, get to know the person that, 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 Hey, what's going on? How has 2020 been for you? That question. I mean, I think people are ready to be a little bit more honest right now. How has 2020 been for you? You know, I'm, I'm very open. I I talk about, uh, you know, my situations a a lot and and the current situation I'm in um, with, with Nan, with my grandmother, which if you watch the, uh, my, my YouTube series, you can see some of her. Um, and it's, it's to some people, you know, I do, I do joke about certain instances because she can be absolutely hilarious, but she has dementia and it is getting worse. And it is, right. it is very, she is getting violent and, and it's, it's a little difficult to deal with. It's just me and her here. And when things start to spiral, they get really bad. Right. And sometimes, you know, I, I film stuff, one to show the family and then this the secondary option is when she's just being you know her silly self and she says these crazy things which i still it's one of those where it's like people are like you should make a tiktok and i'm like yeah is that exploitation i have no idea and right. it's, it is, it's, it's kind of crazy some of the stuff that she says which i will be posting some more of nan for the lighter side of it because that's how i cope with it and it right. makes it a little bit easier for myself but the important thing is I do talk about it and people always ask me, how are you? And I've actually called out people who haven't done that. Important yeah. people in my life who haven't shown me the respect to be like, hey, you're not asking me how I'm doing and you're in this. Yeah. And I think it's okay, okay too, if you're listening to this and you're dealing with something like that, it's that's all right. Start that conversation if you're okay to, if you're comfortable enough to start that conversation I'm in a position now to where I'm, I'm okay to be like, you got to respect me more because I deserve the respect because no matter who you are, you deserve that respect and you deserve somebody to be able to ask you that question. So if they're not, and you think they should be, then you can just go ahead, fire that out. How come you haven't asked me how I'm doing? You might even find out that they're like, Hey, it's 2020. I've been dealing with a lot. I'm so sorry. And now both of you can heal together. So it's very different. But having those people that are saying, hey, how are you? It, honestly, it makes it so much easier for me to talk about it because I know at the end of the day, when things do get a little bit rough and I need to vent, I do have people that they're, they're ready to hear the funny stories, but they're also ready to hear when I, I need some help. Right. So it's, it's so important. And, and just know that, that somebody like you know, yourself and somebody like myself, it, it's almost everybody. And everybody yep. tries to wear that mask at some point to try to just get through the day. But just having the, you know, the knowledge that people are there for me, 
you know, when I need really gets me by and, and me when, you know, I've, I've gotten to a point where I can ask, but it's like also for those ask that question, because I know I text you this. Um, and, uh, you know, again, we're talking about mental health and, and there is a dark side of this conversation. I just had heard the news right after I posted about the giveaway um, that there was a girl that I went to college with who was in a sorority who had just recently taken her life. And uh, one of the big things about the Robin Williams mask and, and the big thing that, that comes to light with this is the fact that she herself was seen as the same exact person. Right. Matter of fact, people used to call her from my fraternity that she was the Diletto of her sorority, which is outlandish, which is yeah. very loud and, and tries to be funny and says crazy things. And you could hear her from like 10 rooms down the hall. <laughs> like that's the craziest thing is she had the loudest voice in, in the room. But at the end of the day, she wasn't really being heard. And right. I don't know. And I can't speak on the topic. I went to school a long time ago. I don't know what had happened in her life from that moment. Right. Um, but if, if I look at that, you know, my perspective, seeing that and then looking at it now, it, it sucks because it's like, well, you know, you can look at it and get shocked. But I, I feel like for me, the shock doesn't happen because I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I miss? Right. And that's such a, uh, you know, it's such a scary question to have to ask because at the end of the day, when something like that happens, that's the question that you ask. And that is, it comes to that avoidable, like how it's avoidable. And, and, you know, you have accidental and then you have those who decide to take their own life. And that next thing that you say is, is, you know, what, you know, you start asking the questions that you could have asked beforehand yeah, and, and tried a little bit to, to be able to maybe push them in an opposite direction or try to find those resources that maybe they need and, and, and offer that out to them. Be like, you know, in a, if you are comfortable enough and get there with them enough to know that the next step is, you know, it's, it's, it's out of my hands. I'm doing what I can for you. I'm there for you. But it's also being like, Hey, have you thought of certain options like right. seeing somebody and just talking to somebody because it's for everyone. And it's right. literally, it's for everyone. Talking to someone and talking to a therapist is for everyone. Yeah. I can ramble more, but I really want to hear what you have to say, Josh. <laughs> um, th no, like um, kind of a couple of things. So one that I meant to make a, a point of, you mentioned, you know, how connected we are now. And I, I think you're right. You know, everybody's so accessible now, but in that, that moment that we've gotten to the point where everybody has social media, everybody can text, everybody can do these things we got super close to each other, but behind a screen. So there's always that, that front of the phone in a sense that, yeah, I could text you anytime, but I'm hiding behind my phone versus calling you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which can be of an advantage or a disadvantage, right? Like if you're not comfortable enough to talk about what's bothering you, send a text. If you don't want people to hear your voice while you're you know, maybe crying or you're afraid that you're going to break down while you're having that conversation, like send a text. That stuff works. We can still communicate. You know, crisis text line exists for that exact reason, you know, that people can text, get connected with someone and have a whole conversation with somebody that doesn't know you from 
you know, Steve down the road, like have no idea who you are, but they're willing and empathetic and able to, to carry on those conversations and maybe help direct you to better resources if you need that, or if it's just a bad day that you need to get off your chest. Um, so that's one. Uh, two is like what you just said with the, the questions we ask after the, the thing happens, right? When my brother mm -hmm. passed from suicide, the number one thing, friends, family, whatever, why well, just, you know, he didn't seem like the type. There's no type. Mental health does not discriminate. And, you know, my brother did the same thing. He was very much a happy-go-lucky, I'm going to be the life of the party, things like that. And it's then, you know, obviously I started asking the same thing you said, like, what did I miss? Where did I go wrong? Yeah. Um, but I think the important thing to know is that, like, because of the Robin Williams mask, Chester Bennington was the same way. Anthony Bourdain, like these guys were always seen as very happy, positive people. Yeah. But on the inside, when they get into a, a quiet room alone, it's just them and their thoughts. And that mask falls off. Yeah, I think, you know, I, it's it's tough to I mean, you can beat yourself up all you want if something that like that does happen. But I think for you, Josh, I mean, you are, uh, if the lengths that you go now exceeds what, what, you know, most people, how they handle it and how they do it. I mean, it's, you're, you're doing right. so much fantastic work uh, behind this. It's, it's really, really admirable. I mean, this, this conversation right now wouldn't, wouldn't have happened if, if you didn't reach out and, and ask me to have this conversation, which, I mean, that's it. That's all you got to do is, is sometimes yeah. you just ask a simple question and it gets it going. And now because of this conversation, right. even myself, there's new things that I picked up. There's new things that I learned and it's new things to help drive the conversation forward because we can say all we right. want about these things about, you know, how, you know, we can avoid it and what we can do, but taking that action, even if it doesn't seem like it, like this conversation, we're not talking to anybody in particular but somebody might hear this right. and then that's it, you know, like have the conversation, whether it's not with, you might have a conversation with somebody that's like, well, I knew all this stuff already. It's like, good. Keep that on the front of your mind. Right. Let's continue. And now let's, now that, now that you're motivated by this and this, this drives the conversation forward. And now somebody else, you might talk about this with somebody else in a different light in a different way that works for them. And it, that, you know, getting to that point, that's a very, it's such a difficult point because it's not so apparent as to what's happening. It's just being able to be, again, be slightly present and, and be present in the way that, that works for that person and then ask the right questions and maybe take the right steps and know when it's time. I know that personally, I, I have a, a friend um, that I talked to and we ended up talking about this, this stuff. And he had let me know, he's like, I haven't watched your all we are video. Cause it's, it, it triggers me just a little bit. Yeah. And we got to talking and I found out that that person who has had, has a, a high trigger like that has never seen a professional. And I was like, Oh dude, well, you got to like, it's right. like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's un it's unbelievable. What can happen when you have those conversations 
And that person pulled me aside not too long ago, literally, like I want to say maybe two weeks ago and just told me he finally took the steps and he is now going to, to see a professional. And it's like, awesome. That is so awesome. Right. And it's, it's nothing that like, I'm not going to sit around and I, I don't tell people that it's not like a thing where it's like, Hey, I, hey, I had a conversation with somebody and then they're like, Hey, I'm right. doing this thing now. But it's like that, yeah, that, that moment, I mean, that's what we're, we're working towards. And that person's still going to be working on what they need to be working on. It's not going to be an easy thing, but that conversation. And now that person knows I'm here for you. You have somebody that's, that's on your side yeah. and it changes their day and it changes their thought process. And it's, it's not, again, it's not like this crazy thing that we're asking, but that question of what did I miss? You know, you, it's not like you're out there to be the one that's seeking every specific little thing. Right. You know, you, you might not even know because I'll tell you right now with that conversation with, with my friend, I don't know. I actually don't know what he's currently struggling with and how he struggles with things. Right. Because he decided to take the steps to talk to a professional about that. And that's all I can ever ask for. It's it yeah. really, it's not up for me to, to be like, well, come on, dude, like spill the beans. Tell me exactly what's going on. You know, I don't want to be the one to miss this. It's not that. That's not exactly what I'm talking about when I, when I say that. It, it's just being present and, and being able to take those right steps and trying to find out what's good for that person. And even if it is, hey, I didn't know that you were in such a dark place because there's moments where people say, maybe five years down the road, hey, I just want to let you know. I know that I hear it from like celebrities and from, you know, uh, musicians and, and, and artists and, and people who put content out there that will say, just to let you know, I was in a dark place five years ago and, and your material really helped me get through it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we have to be ready to be that force for someone in, in whatever fashion that may look like and whatever that may seem is just... Yeah being there and being that force for sure. And I don't remember, I don't remember if it was one of your videos or where I remember, like am remembering this stat from, but it's something like 11 or 12 years after a trauma is when somebody will first start to actually seek help. Oh yeah. That's not from my video. I, I didn't hear okay. that. Okay. I, I don't remember. It may be like to write love on our arms or heart support. Somebody put out a video not too terribly long ago about it. Like 11 or 12 years after a trauma is the average of when somebody starts to seek assistance with their, their trauma. Like, so yeah. Like again, we're going to get a little dark real quick. Think about those 10 year olds in that statistic. Mm -hmm. That means at 21 is when they're going to start dealing with it. Like when you start thinking about it that way, like it almost makes sense that the stat is so high because they're not getting the help that they need so quickly. Um, and I think it comes down to the stigma around mental health. Um, mm, yeah. You know, the thing you do when you talk about counseling, that's super like inspiring and, and insightful, I think, is that it's a positive thing. Everybody assumes because they've seen TV and movies Oh, if I go to the therapist, I have to lay on the couch and we're just going to, you know, have this super awkward conversation and it's, it's weird and, and not cool, but like, that's not what all therapy is. Nope. And I get account like, for that firsthand. Yeah. And like you said, you're, you're dude, like, stop being an asshole. Let's figure this out. Let's, let's do this. 
that's the kick in the pants that a lot of people need. And if you find the right person, and it may not be the first try that you get, but don't let that discourage you from trying again. The first person you may get may be like what you said. We're going to sit in this room. It's going to be super awkward. You're going to lay on the couch. We're just, I'm going to ask you how your day went. How did that make you feel? Like, we're not really going to get where we need to go. But the next guy may be exactly what you need and says, look, I can see through your facade. Let's get at this. You know, there's something inside eating you up. Um, How do we fix it? Or how do we, you know, remove part of this, this darkness that's inside of you? Um, And, you know, I think the, the important thing for people to remember is that it's not a, it's not a fix all, you know, therapy isn't the only thing that's going to help you. It's a big factor that's going to help you. But mental health is, like you said, we're, we're not made to be perfect people. So to aim for I'm perfectly fine 100% of the time is not an achievable goal. So let's just start taking it as what it is. And it's that journey. I look at mental health as a journey. Um, to Write Love on Our Arms does this super cool thing where they kind of talk about it as chapters in your life. So I had these bad chapters in my life where this, this, and this happened. But at the end of the day, my story continues on and I can write these other chapters about how great I'm doing after the fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's really cool. And that's a it's a pretty cool concept because I think what's awesome about that and what you just said too about like therapy is definitely not, that's not the, the fig. You're not going to go to therapy and all of a sudden the therapist is going to make you feel better. What they do is they, they help guide you to where you are eventually going to be able to put yourself, which is an amazing thing to think about because at the end of the day, the person that is in control of what you do is yourself. Nobody is going to control your emotions like that. It's, it's really like you're going to be able to have the, I would say, I don't want to use the term ability because you never know what's going to happen, but you, you get the chance and you get the opportunity to feel better for yourself. And then you're the one that is the reason why you get to feel happy. You have the people around you that help guide you, that help inspire you, right? But at the end of the day, it's going to be you. Because the one thing that um, might be somewhat dangerous to people is if they latch on to an idea of like, well, without this in my life, I have nothing. And that is not true. You have, if if you're happy in that moment with that person, you have you. There's just another factor in here that can be interchanged with something else. But uh, the, oh, excuse me, swallowing. Yeah, um, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, you know, I'd say the, the therapy, it, it, it adds a certain, certain help to it, but there's also things that you can do. For me, when you're talking about chapters in, in someone's life, right, I immediately go to my music. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's, part of it that helps me that's you know being able to find something that you can do as an outlet also is just so it's so helpful because in that moment it's and i think you look at me as a person if you get to know me as a person and then you listen to my music you're like wait what 
Because you think that I'm, you know, writing some in, insane, like, I don't even know, if you were to take my personality as is and put it in a genre of music, where that would even fit. But it right. definitely isn't what you what you would expect. And I think that goes into that Robin Williams mask is like, my music really does represent a lot of me still coping with and dealing with a lot of the things that I went through. And I'm toying with, um, you know, uh, the next the next album. Um, and I'm toying with the concept of, of the album name, but I'm thinking of, I'm sticking with old kid as the overall theme. And that attributes to chapters in my life. The last yeah. song on that album is titled end of chapter one. Right. And I did that on purpose because I think that's so cool that to write love on our arms you know, they do look at it in that, that perspective because it's so important to know that, you know, we, we have a, every single person has a storybook and you have the ability to just keep going and you have the ability to, to try to at right. least inspire your own story. You yeah. can't, you can't go, this is what's going to happen in my story. You can try to inspire it. I mean, you can walk into a restaurant completely naked and be like, this is going to be part of my story it's gonna be amazing and then add to some type of insanity towards it or you can say you know what uh i i went to a, a counseling seminar on mental health uh because i myself want to get to know things i just want to get to know that area a little bit more and i want to understand it a little bit more because now that you took that step it might lead to a second step which is right. chapter one and then now you're at chapter two whatever that chapter may be but i think as you know just tying it into the mental health thing um, it, it's, it's just that one moment because chapter two is just around the corner. And that right. is the, the, the ability of what chapter two can hold is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, that's a, a kind of a great segue for us to, to wrap up here, you know, 2020, the COVID year yeah, is just a chapter in all of our stories. So like, let's close that chapter and 2021, like really start making those, those strides that we want to make, you know, um, being more vocal about mental health, being more honest and open about it, being present, taking down the Robin Williams mask from time to time so that you can be that vulnerable and authentic self to the people that matter and that want to be there for you. Yeah, definitely. And, and one, this is a thing that I definitely want to just call out. Uh, yep. you know, about the next year, 2021 is not going to be a magic year for, for everyone. <laughs> right. We are still in this. We are fighting and we're going to continue fighting, but it's about the mentality shift is yeah. 2020 happened, kicked a lot of our asses. And especially right now, the end of the year, unfortunately enough for people, they, there's an, there's an empty chair at, at their dinner table. And even so for there's empty houses because people aren't, and please stay safe. Do not travel out right. to just anything that you can do to make sure that everybody is okay. It's the same concept. If you want someone to be okay and happy mentally, let them be happy and okay physically too, because taking those right steps to, to make sure you're doing what you can to stop the spread of this thing, it's not for you. It's for everybody else. And this is the, this is the same thing. And then when 2021 comes around, it is about being more mindful. You're now tackling something that has put a lot of stress on people, just a little bit more different so that it eases the stress. 
because when we're able to attack these with a different mindset, that difficult moment becomes less difficult for each other. So 2021, we're looking for less difficult and that we're in this together. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's the key is, you know, you and I've avoided the politics as much as we can, and I'm not going to get super deep in it, but like politics aside, we're, we're human beings. We are in this together, whether you are blue, red, black, white, yellow, green, doesn't matter. Like we are all in this together. So while we may not agree on everything, I think we can all agree, except for that very small percent that you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. we all want to be happy. We want other people to be happy. Let's start working towards that where it's not as, don't get me wrong, your self-worth and self-happiness needs to, to come out. Yes. But not at the expense of those around you. And I think that's one of the big things moving into 2021 is, like you said, be more mindful and being present and helping those around you grow isn't going to stop your growth. It's going to help you grow further. Well said. That is very well, well put. I think, and and that's it. I think that's that's a good way to close this out. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for this, like always and forever. I'm always grateful for these conversations. Anytime you want to have them. Um, yeah. And to anybody else that's listening, if you just want to talk, I'm, I'm always open for that. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is to just message me on Instagram. I've, I'm letting you know right now, I'm having the conversations with people. So if you feel like you are a person that wants to have that conversation, please feel free to reach out, message me at Diletto Music on Instagram. Awesome, man. And I'll be sure to link that. And, you know, we're going to on the you make the scene side um i had up for just the mental health awareness month but i'm going to put the the page back up of just resources for people whether that's to write love on our arms heart support crisis text line nami like there's so many organizations that have options for you to learn about mental health or to provide you resources to find the help that you or friends need. So that's that page is going to go back up on the website. It will be a permanent page so that people have some sort of access to kind of direct them in, in the right path, hopefully. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Josh, for everything. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely, Chris. This will not be our last conversation. So, you know, stay safe as always. And, you know, hopefully we'll uh, impact people. But like we said last year, it's not about the saviorism. Like we don't do this to say that we saved anyone. We do this because we're passionate about it. Again, we are not licensed counselors or anything like that. We're two dudes that just have experienced shit in our lives Um, and, you know, have, have come through the other side. So I really appreciate you always having the time and, and being, so honest and open with your story and and everything. So I I appreciate it. This will go up on, I believe it's technically Christmas Eve. So we'll have that up for people right at the holidays and hopefully we can make a little bit of change. Awesome. All right, Josh. Thank you. I mean, I will be talking to you very, very soon. Um, I'll probably text you after this. That's fine. (laughs) Appreciate it, man. 
<laughs> all right, dude. All right. I will talk to you soon, all right? Yep, later. Later. And that was my conversation with Diletto. Uh, always appreciate him taking the time to have these conversations. Looking forward to new music from him, too, by the way. But, um, you know, we definitely feel very passionate about this. And we're going to make this a tradition where every year we have a mental health at the holidays type of uh, episode. Um, and I think one of the important things to to keep in mind is even though it's called mental health at the holidays, it's not specific to the holidays in the sense that all of these things that we talked about affect people throughout the year, regardless of, of if there's a holiday or not. Um, the reason I bring it up closer to the holidays is because it's, it's hard, um, especially for people that have a predisposition for depression, anxiety, things like that. And, you know, this year was not easy on anybody with the isolation and not being able to be around friends and family the same way that you were before. And, you know, it's just heavy. So I always like to bring it to light around the holidays because, you know, when you look at TV and movies and, and just the media in general, um, holidays are supposed to be happy times. You know, that's what, what we were all raised on believing and things like that. And, um, the sad truth is that it's not always a happy time. So, uh, it's a perfect time though, for people to pay attention to those around them. You should be doing that year round, obviously, but especially around the holidays, the weight of the world can be on somebody's shoulders and you may not realize it, especially again this year with COVID and the lockdowns and isolations, people are pretty secluded um, and it can be a, a bad, bad place mentally. So please check on your friends and family, um, especially throughout this time of, of the year. Um, and especially in this year that we've had. And, you know, like Chris said there at the end, 2021 is not going to be just this magical flip the switch. Everything's great. We're all all good from here on. Um, it's going to take some work. Uh, so same with mental health. It's going to take a lot of work. So um, definitely appreciate you guys giving the time. I know this is a long episode. Uh, hopefully you've made it to the end here. And, you know, I just really want to say I appreciate you guys. All the the love and support that I've gotten for this podcast uh, has been well beyond what I thought it was going to be. So thank you for that. Um, also, as I mentioned there at the end of the episode or at the end of the conversation with, with Diletto, um, on the website, you make the scene.com, there will be a link to a page that will have links to other resources. Um, you know, I'm not a licensed professional, I'm not a mental health organization, um, but I've done a lot of work with a lot of them. So I will have links to different resources such as heart support, to write love on our arms, hope for the day, 
um, NAMI, Crisis Text Line, Suicide Prevention Hotline, um, probably a couple others in there, maybe Mental Health America, things like that. Um, these are all places that offer a wide variety of resources, whether it is, um, for example, to write love on our arms has a find help, uh, page. You put in the zip code that you're in and it'll show you, um, counselors and therapists that are nearby your area and some that even offer discounted, uh, services and things like that. Uh, heart support has several books, uh, like workbooks to help work through the ideas of depression, um, self-harm, things like that. They have devotionals, um, and they have this super cool forum called the heart support wall. This will all be linked on that page. Uh, the heart support wall allows you to anonymously post your story, your struggles, things like that, and receive advice and encouragement and support from peers and and just others in the the community. So, um, NAMI is the biggest, you know, they're the national uh, branch, if you will, for mental health and um, tons of resources on there, uh, tons of statistics and things like that. So I really want you guys to focus on your circle and even outside of your circle, like Chris was saying, if you just see somebody that looks like they're having a bad day or anything, just go up and say, hey, you know, I know most of us have to wear masks and stuff like that now, but um, do it within reason. Give, give a little wave or whatever. That may be the difference for somebody. Um, if you're not comfortable talking with anyone and you are struggling, Crisis Text Line is an amazing service that you can literally have a text conversation with crisis counselors, um, crisis crisis support staff. Um, and it's 24 seven. So no matter what time it is, if you just got off work and it's 3am, there's going to be somebody there to answer your texts, uh, pretty quickly too. So, um, again, just appreciate everything that you guys have have done for me, uh, done for this community, uh, looking forward to a lot more in 2021. Um, we'll see what everything, you know, has to hold. I've got some incredible episodes coming up that I think you guys are going to be pretty excited about. So, uh, we'll look forward to those, but for now, guys, that's everything I've got. I'm not going to take you out with a song. Um, if you do Go over to our Instagram, Facebook, um, or Spotify. I am working on several different playlists. We've got the Weekend Waves playlist that gets updated every Friday. Uh, there's going to be a pop punk slash emo slash alternative uh, Christmas playlist that I put up. Things like that, uh, just to try to provide you guys with some some music to get you through. but. Uh, for now, I'm going to take you out the same way that I always do. And that is to remember guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and you make the scene. <laughs>